there are overwhelming, turbulent times, but that also means there is major potential to fill the cracks with new ideas and to transform these destructive systems. There are specific root causes for problems and holistic solutions everywhere. There is room for prosperity, there is room for regeneration and a shift in values. Another reality is possible and that's what we're exploring here today. Welcome to Sage Talking. My name's Prue Rustine and I am the creator of Earth Altering. The purpose of it is to connect um, people deeper with nature and themselves through creativity. Before I found your page, I've never heard of earth altars before, let alone of how you create them. So maybe you could share the journey that led you through this quite unique creative expression how it came to you and how it has really changed or influenced your life at that time yeah definitely so um yeah if you're somebody who's never heard of an earth altar before um and has no idea what we're talking about um basically what they look like is a or how i create them um is using natural materials um so things that you just find around in the environment like flowers and leaves sticks and stones etc and um create them into like a mandala type piece of artwork on the ground um and how i started um getting involved with this and yeah kind of um, delving into my creative expression with it was around um, 2020 um, I got really unwell and I ended up in hospital for a few months and um, I uh, had a lot of pain in my body and swelling and was at the point where I like couldn't get out of bed in the morning and I ended up getting diagnosed with lupus and a low-grade lymphoma. Um, and at the time, um, I really, yeah, the, my health was so bad that I, um, I really couldn't do much. And I was in hospital for a few months. And then by the time I got out of hospital, I was back at my house and I was lucky to be living in a place that had a really beautiful big backyard and I had a garden and lots of nature around me. So at a time when I really couldn't do much and my, you know, my physical health and my mental health and um, everything that kind of comes with the loss of your health um, really went into darkness. And something that was helping me to feel better during that time was just being out in nature um, even if it was just sitting outside on the grass and, um, you know, just being on the earth and um, connecting with like the trees and the birds and just those really simple things was something that was just helping me to feel a little bit more grounded during a um, really tumultuous time, I suppose. Um, and so, yeah, because I really didn't have very much energy and um, couldn't do much, something that I started doing was, um, creating these little mandalas out of um, things like flowers and just things that I could find around the backyard. It was something that was helping me to pass time, but it was also helping me to feel connected to something. And, um, you know, I felt like I had more time to notice all the intricacies in nature. And I also read a book about... Um, connecting with the elements, you know, the four elements, fire, water, air, and earth, um, and learnt about how different cultures um, all around the world in different places use mandalas and this type of art for um, all sorts of different things. But I particularly was interested with a Native North America tradition where they use these um, mandala-type pieces of art um, in, like, a circular fashion. They um, use them like a medicine wheel, and there's so many different ways in which they do that. Because earth altars are an ancient and indigenous practice, 
Prue will be taking the next few minutes just to go a little more in depth about how different communities, cultures, indigenous peoples have been using earth altars, medicine wheels, um, and uh, similar interpretations um, in their communities to give thanks for prayer, many different rituals, um, just to really honor this practice and honor the people and cultures that came before and uh, created these practices and use them in their communities so there are many different cultures um, all around the world that actually have been working with and using the medicine wheel concept Um, the native people of north america have been doing it for centuries um, as well as china india Um, i even believe the indigenous australians Um, had their own uh, similar medicine wheel concept as well where they would just draw their artwork in the sand or um, in the dirt and use similar practices to connect with themselves and and the the land Um, so these medicine wheel concepts are interpreted very uniquely by each different individual culture and the order or placement of the elements are not the same in each one in each culture um, nor are the attributes so that's where i don't believe there is one way to um, set up your altar um, that's why i encourage you to do what feels right to you because i don't think that there is one correct way in doing it Um, and there's no sweeping generalization about how to use a medicine wheel either it really does vary depending on where you've learned the process and that's why i like to make clear um, in my teachings and in the online course that there are no rules to how to use your earth altar but i've instead offered tools for you to figure out what it is that you would like to use it for because this will be different for everybody However, I do feel it's important to acknowledge that the earth altar concept has been inspired by the medicine wheel and just show respect and reverence to the historical and cultural significance from the native people of North America, also China, India and Australia. Um, I think it's also really important to acknowledge the original custodians of the land that you're on when you're creating your earth altar. Um, And if this is something that you don't have much knowledge about, it can be a really expanding um, and, yeah, interesting experience to do some research about that. Um, Just even just going on Google um, or maybe your local community centre to find out some information about, um, yeah, who the original custodians of the land were and maybe exploring their cultural narratives and the ways in which they connected with the earth. Um, I think there's one simple truth when it comes to Indigenous teachings all around the world and that's that we're all connected in this great circle of life. And I think that that's something that is a common thread throughout all of our Indigenous history as well is their connection to the earth and um, honouring it in their own in their own ways and um, yeah I think that is something that with time has been a little bit lost um, especially in our western culture um, and something that is really important to not get forgotten about at that time it something that was really helpful was just to use it in a really simple way like I would just do literally like a little ring of flowers just a really simple one and I would take mark out the directions so I would mark out each of the directions on my little mini altar um so north east south and west and then each direction I would correlate with an element so north as the air element east as the fire element uh, south as the earth element and west as the water element 
then also each of those elements would correlate with a part of myself. So um, north and the air element being my mental body, east and the fire element being my spirit, south and the earth element being my physical body, and then uh, west and the water element being my emotions. And this was something that became... um, it was really profound when I started giving myself some time to delve into that um, and, you know, just connecting with each of the elements was something that I realised, you know, we can do at any time, anywhere in the world that we are, like we can connect to the powerful energy of the earth beneath our feet, um, the fire through the sun, the air element through simply by breathing the air in around us and and consciously doing that and taking notice of it and um the water element through you know the ocean or even just the water that we drink on a daily basis um so really connecting in with those elements was something that was helping me to just calm my nervous system and then um taking those that time to check in with those parts of myself um, while I would create my altar and be playing in nature and everything um, was really big for my healing journey, uh, especially when I would get to, say, the emotional part. Um, for me personally, I realised that was something that I didn't, hadn't given myself um, the space to express my emotions properly like that. And I was somebody that if I felt emotion in the past, um, I was someone that couldn't actually, I wouldn't allow myself to cry and actually get it out. Um, so during that time, uh, just being on my own in a safe space and um, having those elements to feel really supported really just unlocked something within me that allowed me to express this emotion. And for a good couple of months, I would literally just cry into my altar these little altars that I would made and that was incredibly healing for me at the time um and I just think it also made me realize that checking in with each of those parts of myself was something that I never used to make time to actually do um and yeah it's now become a really profound um and important part of my healing journey uh, like it's a shame that it took me to lose my health to, to realise that, but it's now something that I incorporate into my life daily, just taking a moment like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be while creating an earth altar, but even just taking a moment to check, to tune into those elements and just remember that they're always there for us, around us, supporting us, and um, our bodies give us messages that if we don't listen to them and ignore them, they become really loud and they, you know, it comes out in ways of disease. And I feel like I could have avoided getting to that point if I had made the time to just simply check in with those parts of myself a bit more often in the past. Did you feel like this spiritual practice that that directly influenced um, like your physical health and the healing journey and in what ways if you felt there were like specific signs that it was influencing you positively what were they? Yeah absolutely Um, I think the biggest one for me was um, the nervous system on my physical body like that was a really huge thing so I um I was working I had a different business at that time and I I really didn't think that I was somebody that was a stressed person and during that time of my health a lot of the people in the um, medical system were asking me if I was stressed because my body was my nervous system was in overdrive with what it was going through and I really didn't believe that I was. I thought, like, um, you know, I'm not really a stressed person and I I didn't feel like I had been stressed. But having this practice um, where I would go into, it was almost like a moving meditation when you're creating these altars and getting quiet and um, 
going into, you know, doing something and losing track of time, like during that time for me, um, that was something that got my mind off everything that was going on. And I would just lose track of time creating these beautiful pieces of art with all of the beautiful um, natural elements. And that was something that um, actually put my nervous system into more of a parasympathetic state. So just, um, you know, like connecting with the earth element and breathing deep into my belly, like really consciously, and then sometimes just lying on the earth and, and, and thinking, feeling like the earth was holding me and that my breath started oscillating with the earth was something that actually I could, felt my nervous system go into a much calmer state. And once I started feeling that and actually do, making sure I was doing it more regularly, whether it was creating an altar or whether it was just breathing for five minutes consciously like into my belly, um, I started to realise, oh, okay, my body actually hasn't felt like this in this relaxed state for years. And I think um, I was just obviously my nervous system was stressed, but because I was so used to being in that state, um, I didn't think I was. I thought that that was just normal. So yeah, crazy. I, yeah, I think that practice really did help me to just um, – calm the nervous system and, and physically feel what that feels like and that was huge like that was incredibly um that was incredibly healing and it's something now that I and you know the medical system also says like I have gone to all sorts of different naturopaths and different doctors and stuff and they say you can't heal unless you're in that parasympathetic state um so it was something that I started to make a priority and um I guess creating these earth altars for me was a way of accessing that. Yeah. And you also um, write on your website that, um, you know, in the earth altering course that you offer um, that you can also learn how to oscillate your heartbeat with the frequency of the earth. And I'm really interested with that, but because as you said, breath before is something a little more conscious that you could change. Like right now you can easily change the way you're breathing, but your heartbeat, how does that work? Could you explain that? Yeah, I think um, obviously if you are, you know, our, our cell, our bodies, um, the skin over our bodies and, you know, all of the cells that our bodies are made up of, if we put them directly on the earth, um, there's actually like a negative charge that we get from the earth that simply like we have thousands of receptors on the bottom, on the soles of our feet and simply putting our bare feet on the earth, like on the grass or on the ground, um, allows us to actually absorb that energy, the negative ions that come from the earth actually absorb into our body. And um, on a cellular level, um, that creates some kind of a change. So I'm not too sure about the actual science of it, but I know that how that feels. Basically, if you lie your whole body on the earth, um, it doesn't take long, like, you know, even just for five minutes your body naturally, you will feel it start to relax. And if you're just um, consciously like focusing on your breath, you literally start to um, feel your heart rate lower. And that is it starting to match, like it will naturally do it, it will start to match the heartbeat of the earth. Um, and you can feel that like, you know, if you go and lie on the ground for five minutes, you can feel your whole system start to change basically. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's amazing the the times when you create these earth altars like at events or workshops or things like that what are generally what is the the feedback of people who maybe often do that for the for the first time yeah it's so beautiful I love doing the workshops um and doing it you know do it creating them with people who have never done them before because the feedback is always so different and what I have learned is that everybody gets something different from the practice um and so you know for me that was something that really worked for me like I needed I realized I needed to check in with those part, four parts of myself and connect with the elements and I think that was you know it's something really simple that 
Um, I just wasn't making a priority in my life and I realized that was something that I needed. But what I've learned is that everyone gets their own teachings from this and everyone needs something different. Um, and so, yeah, what's really beautiful about it is I, I think in the workshops we do like a sharing circle and we actually write on the leaves what we would like to call in um, and we add those leaves to the group Earth Alter Creation. So using that energy of like creation and manifestation is really powerful to create with. Um, and so, you know, we all put write down what something we would like to call in and then we also write down something we would like to let go of and we... Um, we pass around a candle and we burn the piece of paper of what we would like to let go of. And that's very powerful to start a group um, workshop. And I think a lot of different things come up for people in that. And you never know, um, yeah, like you can't really plan what's going to come. But from that, it's always a beautiful unfolding. And I find that there's always a theme and, you know, people generally somebody will call in something that you realise, oh, that I actually really resonate with that as well. And there seems to be like when groups come together and do that, I find it's really powerful. So um, from that process, there's a lot of different things that unfold. And some of the teachings that I have realised that people receive are like, you know, especially doing it as a group, um, it's a really, there's one that comes up a lot of, uh, letting go of perfectionist traits um, because obviously like you're using natural elements and they're all so beautiful in their own way but they're all so different as well like none of them are perfectly symmetrical or the same and I think when you're creating an altar as a group as well like somebody might put something somewhere that you might not have um, thought of or or you were thinking it was going in a different direction and then someone will do something else and that can be really hard for people like that can bring up things for people you know if they've got these perfectionist traits so it's quite interesting to see what comes about in those scenarios where people are oh, okay like I can let that go and just go a bit more with the flow and um, these altars always just end up so beautiful and they're always so different like you can never plan them um, but I think there's a lot of beauty in letting go of the plan and just letting it flow. It is temporary art and um, a lot of people at the end of it are like, I feel like I'm leaving something behind. Like I don't want to, I don't want to leave it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's such an important process too of like the temporary nature of it and, and creating it and then just letting it go and letting it go back into the earth and, it's something I find very fascinating because I do it, um, this with children sometimes as well and children never have that. Like at the end of it, most of the kids are like, okay, now let's destroy it. <laughs> so <laughs> I find adults find it a lot harder of the, the letting go process, which is quite fascinating. But, um, yeah, there's like beauty in that as well. Yeah, how do you actually, at the end when you're done, um, how do you actually, if you do a workshop with adults, let's say, how do you actually, uh, let's say, dissolve the the altar again? How do you, do you just, I don't know, throw it in different directions? Well, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, it depends where we do it. Like if we're doing it outside um, on the earth, I really like to be able to just leave it there, like use things that... Mm -hmm and just be left there because they're all natural elements like gum nuts and leaves and flowers and things that can um, just go back into nature. And it's quite beautiful to watch that process of it evolving and the flowers drying out and um, over time, like uh, seeing the altar evol evolve through the process of life and death is there's a lot of teachings that come up in that as well. And I think it can be really beautiful to, um, watch it kind of break down over time so if we can leave it down there on the earth like I will do that but sometimes we create them inside in a studio or something like that where we have to pack them up and if that's the case I will try and reuse anything that I can so I'll like pack back up the things that I might want to reuse and then 
everything else we either um, we give because it's all natural, sustainable. They're all from nature. So everything can go back to nature. And I think it's quite beautiful to um, do that in ritual. So we either give the, um, the things that we don't want to reuse. I, I suggest to give them to an element of some sort. So either bury it in the earth or just like scatter it in the garden or something mm-hmm. or um, put it in a body of water like a flowing river or the ocean or um, the water element of some sort. Um, or you can, yeah, give it to the wind. If it's things like flower petals and stuff, it can be quite nice to let the wind scatter them around or burn them in ritual, um, you know, just put the things into a bonfire or, yeah, depending on what element that you're called to, I think it can be really beautiful to give them back to nature in some way. I don't know, before that time, before you were feeling unwell, what your relationship to nature was, but I mean, this is a practice that is very connected um, to to the earth. So how how has that changed your relationship to nature? And do you see the earth as differently than you did before how did your relationship tourist change through that you know I've always been drawn to nature and I've always loved um being out in nature in some way like I've grown up at a place that's on the coastline in western Australia and I've always loved um going to the beach and going out for nature hikes and you know nature has definitely always been a part of my life even before I was unwell but I think it's changed in the way now that um, I think when I became unwell, like I really felt like I had turned to nature for support and I had never looked at, I had never really thought about nature as um, a way to support me. You know, like I, I definitely knew that I liked being immersed in nature and I liked the feelings of awe and, um, things that nature inspires but I never really looked at it as something that was able to support me through something and and that I could lean on so now I think through that process like I really did feel like um it was the earth was holding me like a baby almost and I felt really supported by the earth and and these elements like I felt like that was something that I could rely on I suppose um so now I guess I I am connected to nature in a different way. Like uh, now when I'm still doing these things that I always did, like going to the beach and going on these nature walks and stuff, I think I am just a lot more um, conscious and tuned into those elements in particular, like instead of just mindlessly going and, you know, doing it for exercise or, or I guess the reasons now um, – or the intention behind it is a lot more, I feel like I have a lot more gratitude for each of the elements and, mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more consciously connecting to them. Like when I'm walking now, I'm really like thinking about that powerful energy that we get from the earth and how even just putting my bare feet on the sand at the beach, I'm, I'm more consciously like visualizing that energy coming up through my feet and, I think um, I'm just a bit more conscious of it now. Um, and I think I was probably, you know, you still get benefits even if you're not um, consciously connecting to nature in that way. But I think, yeah, there's more mindfulness behind it now. I feel like nature is literally like the love of my life now. <laughs> like I feel like yeah. it's supported me and, and I've always got it. Like it's something that's always around us now. So my gratitude for it and my appreciation for it is like a lot different to what it used to be. Yeah, I think that is something like even maybe people listening to this or looking at your page, it's like some people or a lot of people still actually in this disconnected world kind of where this being more spiritual and more conscious slower really connecting to certain elements to earth like even some people listening to this they they maybe think like oh this is all this you know weird spiritual stuff and like who needs that in their daily life you know things like that but I think 
it's it's like if you open yourself up to it i mean you you can't do that from one day to another but if you open yourself up to it if you really just step your bare feet as you said onto the grass onto the forest floor onto the sand and if you just you know take a moment to I don't know just crouch down touch with your hands onto the earth and just try and sit there in stillness for a moment and and you do this over and over again and become more conscious you can feel that energy because there is energy there and there is um you know this 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 flowing current of because everything is is living breathing in nature and that is something that everyone can feel if you open yourself up to it and i think it's it's um there's this still this prevalent kind of being very closed off to opening ourselves up to this idea that making time for, for for that and feeling that energy that that is actually you know so so beneficial and that that, that is a a part of life that that is much more beneficial than so many other things that we fill our time with and yeah. that it's something that you shouldn't you know just kind of then label that person who who does this or has maybe a business like yours and or maybe just attends the workshops because they want a different point of view they want to expand their horizon and um, get in touch more with this energy and this calmness to kind of label these people as as hippies and like you know yeah. all these things yeah. it's and it's just so common I think and even I don't know, you know, people who, who roll their eyes when you start talking about these things like this. But it's it's just, I, I think that is one thing that is so beautiful also about what you're doing is that, yes, actually creating an earth altar, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that is either... Um, you know, most people's work, it doesn't bring them, you know, monetary benefits, it's not cooking or cleaning, it's nothing, quote, unquote, productive around the household. But that's a beautiful thing, because just this, again, connecting with that, you know, there is really, there is so much reason and no reason that we're here and existing, you know what I mean? It's like, you can just take this time to just be and to just do something that will connect you to to earth again which i mean at the end is the most primal the most essential thing on this planet Absolutely. and yeah i think that is so beautiful about what you're doing to just remind people in this modern world that there is just sense alone in in being and creating and being creative and feeling that joy and and calm mm. i think like we live in a time where we have so much stimulation and there is so many options to distract us. And um, I think a really big thing these days is that we, we really, a lot of us don't allow ourselves to get bored anymore. And I think, um, you know, there's so much technology and there's so much, there's so many options to, um, to do something and I just think, like, you know, it used to be really, it used to be something, people connecting to nature, people were doing it on a daily basis without even realising. But I think we're living in a time where you, some people actually don't connect to nature um, for a whole day or sometimes for a whole week. Like if there's somebody that works in an office building and then they go straight home and, you know, they might, might not even take off their shoes and put their feet on the ground um, for weeks. And I think, you know, there's also, it's, we're also living in a time where there is a lot of health issues and there's a lot of mental health issues and emotional health issues as well, where people have, are suffering from anxiety and depression and, you know, mental health issues are massive at the moment. And I just know how much, um, you know, the simple fact of connecting to nature or, yeah, making time to, it doesn't even necessarily have to be an earth altar, but making time to at least just go out and be in nature and do something that is not, um, yeah, like you said, I suppose, productive, um, but just allowing yourself to connect to the flow of something, you know, and receive whatever that, that is that we receive that we can't see. Um, and for some 
you know, for me, that's creating an altar. And for some people, that that's where they can access that. But you can access it through all sorts of different ways in nature. And I think um, basically, like, we're just at a time now where we need to be reminded about that because it is actually something that all of these issues like anxiety and depression and everything, like going out and just meditating on the ground somewhere like sitting down on the beach sand or on the grass or in your yeah in your backyard in your garden and just letting your mind be quiet for five minutes in nature is so good for your mental health like you you literally can feel the change of um what that does and i think because we're in a time where like we don't really yeah, allow ourselves to get bored or to sit down and do nothing for five minutes because there's always something we can do on our computer or our phones or, you know, there's always work things we could do that you, I can just totally see why there's so many of these, these types of health issues that come about now that I think, like, there's some really simple things that we could be doing to support ourselves. I think also the fact is that we could just actually be doing less, you know, listening to less watching less you know doing less scrolling doing less I don't know what it is because actually I feel so many people feel like they're always um stressed and like overflowing as you said because there are so many stimuli and there's they always feel like there is something to do like there is something going on even right now in your own garden or house there is Mm. nothing for you to you need to be looking at or reading because right now in your reality nothing is actually happening but the Mm. fact that there's always something happening somewhere else and we can access it anytime I think often makes people feel so much that there is always something going on always something happening and I think that is so unhealthy and I also recently read I think it was um, a quote um, on the Uberman lab um, which said the best thing to reset your nervous system is focus on one thing focus on one single thing and be fully there and you can feel it so much if you're I mean there are people also today what I see is like people reading books but then taking out their phone every five seconds and looking through Instagram then going back reading two pages doing the same thing again or even while they're crocheting or knitting or doing pottery there's always something in the background the phone is on there's maybe a podcast or music running and while I think you know sometimes you can have some music in the background maybe you need something to lift your mood in that moment which music can be very powerful for but I feel people feel like there's this sense that that why would you sit in silence or why would you be doing this without your phone if you can have this extra stimulation because your brain gets addicted to it. And I think it's it's really so important, and this is a topic I'm extremely emotional about, to actively resist this development that has already taken hold of the modern world so much because I think not everything has to be accepted by society and ingrained in society you know when I walk um, I I live uh, near Munich and when I walk through that city sometimes when I'm there it's I, I, I always look around me and I look at people and almost everybody is looking either down at their phones or wearing earpods and yeah. there is nobody or, or almost nobody that is still just if they need to get somewhere from point A to point B, just walking there without a phone, without their headphones, because it feels like people always think, you know, why should I do this in silence and be looking around and listening around when I can have the stimulation because your brain gets so addicted to more and more and constantly being, you know, that there's some constant, um, yeah, just stimulus on it. And I think Mm -hmm. that is something that with an earth altar, you can just probably really, you know, just slow down and actively resist that influx and overflow of, of constant noise around you. Absolutely. There's so many options now, like, yeah, for things to keep us stimulated and and it's just natural to get caught up in that in the world that we live in and we all do it but I think 
that's why now, like, yeah, it's important to actually make time for these, um, but to connect with nature. And I think, yeah, the earth altar way of doing it is like, not everyone can go and just sit there and meditate and do nothing like that is actually quite hard to do. Um, so creating something is like actually gives you something to put your energy into. Um, so it's almost like a moving meditation. And I think the funny thing about it is like, um, you know, when you, I see it with kids as well. I think kids are such great teachers um, that they naturally, like if you put them outside and, you know, they don't have their phones on, they don't have phones and technology and stuff. If you put them outside with a bunch of, I've before just collected up a bunch of things and um, and not even told the kids to, you know, not known what they were going to do with it, but just thought they could play with them. And they naturally start to arrange them into these types of um, earth art. And, you know, they were making all sorts of different things. So I feel like it's something that is naturally in us. And when we yeah, we give ourselves the time to get bored, which is what happens with children. Like they let their mind wander. They they actually are drawn to doing this type of thing. So it's something that is actually in us, but the world that we're living in now, we, we don't have that the opportunity to get bored anymore. So, you know, people could do any all sorts of different things like creatively where if they put themselves out in nature and put their phone away and allow themselves to actually get bored and um, decide that they, you know, what is it that they want to do? I think it would be pretty amazing to, um, you know, see what people create with that time. Um, yeah. I think that's a very good, um, a very important point that you're making that allowing ourselves to get bored and allowing your brain, because what if you didn't have a phone, you know, you would like people used to do, you would find things automatically, you know, to spend your time with. If that's yeah, reading a book. Yeah. Passionate about Or that you, you, you like, you know, you figure out what it is that you actually like. And I think a lot of people um, in our generation haven't allowed themselves to do that because they've just been constantly feeding themselves with all of these technology and TVs and computers and everything that's available to us. And a lot of people have these issues because they don't know what they're passionate about. They don't know what they like and they enjoy because they don't have that chance to figure it out. I also wanted to know the... Um actually talking about the earth altar itself um could you maybe share a little bit more about what you learned about also indigenous practices and these earth altars that have existed um for such a long time in different tribes and communities um what are some of the meanings what what um were they used for or are still used for what were the purposes yeah, so there's a lot of different cultures that use them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think one of the first ones um, is the Native North American culture. And they, um, you know, a lot of the – and a lot of the Indigenous tribes actually, like even Australian Indigenous as well, um, have their own concept of, you know, drawing these types of um, circular artworks in the sand and, um, honoring the directions and a lot of them um, honor the directions and the elements and I've started to learn that a lot of different cultures have different ways of um, of honoring of correlating like the directions and the elements like sometimes um, people teach it in you know like north being air and then um, maybe west being earth or they're not always the same like I really started to get stuck on like oh wait what is the is what is the direction of earth and like you know they were all a little bit different in how they teach them and um I started to understand that there really is no right or wrong way within that like what's most important is your intention behind it and if you're setting it up and it makes more sense for you to have um, the direction of the west be, you know, the earth element or um, 
for you, you prefer the West to be the water element, like whatever makes sense for you, wherever you are in the world. Um, I don't think that that part of it is important. Um, but they all do most of them. Yeah. Honor the, the elements, the directions, and also these parts of our bodies, but there's all sorts of different things. Like then you can go into the seasons, um, I think there's animals as well, like different animals for each direction, um, colours, different crystal types. There's so many different uh, things that you can choose to connect to with them. Some people use them to manifest things and it's like their little manifesting portal. Um, you know, the earth, connecting with the earth is a, a very um that is the main theme basically that every culture is doing with these. Like it is, it is definitely a connection with the earth, like um, a really strong way of doing it. Um, yeah. There is so many, like you can go down such a vortex. There's so many, you know, people use them to pray to their gods and to connect to um, energies that you can't see and to connect to, uh, spirits that have maybe passed on and um, basically I think like it is just a portal into the earth um, and you can use that for whatever you want and I think that that's really different for everyone and um, it's hard you know there's different cultures definitely use them for different things but I think this kind of work you really do get your own personal teachings when you start um if you start doing the practice and connecting with your altar, you will get your own different practices and come up with your own personal inquiries for whatever it is that you need. Before um, we also started this interview, I obviously also read through your um, website and I also love, uh, there's this little part down there where there are your recent Instagram posts and there was also one that just said, uh, what's the hurry, which I think is really good, like as a theme to just say, you know, what are we hurrying to actually? <laughs> what's the sense if we kind of end up where we want to be completely run down and stressed um, mm -hmm. when we can just be doing things slower and differently? And so if anybody feels like this resonates with them, what we I've just been talking about you have the um, earth altering also an online course um, mm. which I will also link down below for people who are not in Australia or who not who cannot um, attend like a workshop or a retreat um, mm. to maybe see if there's something that they can uh, kind of tune into that way and see just yeah. if, if it changes something for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I guess for after my health issues, I've really um, had to change the way that I live now and the, definitely the way that I do business. Really like relaxing my nervous system is something now that I need to make a priority in my life. And I think I was living a life before where, um, you know, I didn't think that that was possible to be able to run a business and then still prioritise the time to to relax basically and to slow down like I didn't think that was possible but um I think like you know coming into I didn't expect this earth altering um venture to turn into a business but the way that it has gone it's like it's got a mind of its own and um it's obviously something that people really need at this time I think just that reminder to slow down and to check in with themselves and and um you know, figure it out what it is they need. I actually get so much more done from this place, you know, when I allow myself um, the time to meditate or to, to create an altar, earth altar and zone out. This is the time when I actually get um, the things, the inspiration and, you know, when I'm allowing myself to be a bit slower and intentional is when I create things of value, when I'm going like go, go, go in this fast-paced world that we can just so quickly get caught up in. Um, you feel like you're doing a lot, but you're actually not, uh, for me personally, like I wasn't getting as much done or wasn't creating things of as much value. I think 
that's like the time when we slow down and calm down is actually when the space opens up to let new things in, new ideas, new inspirations, and also dealing better with like what we, well, the concept of like time, timing, scheduling. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a lot easier because you feel like you have more space because if you're so stressed, everything is already cluttered and everything feels harder and everything feels like you have to hurry more. Although there is actually so much time in a day, it just sometimes doesn't feel like it because with a stressed mind, everything is going so fast that it actually feels like we have so much less time and that's definitely also um, a theme in my life so I actually um, I'm also going to just try out to do an earth altar in my garden yeah. I'm going to see how it goes and maybe we could do um, one as an Instagram live uh, together to yeah. just um, yeah. I would love to do that yes it'd definitely. be really cool actually get a visual of the concept of how to start it off also like I would like to just get across that um you don't even necessarily have to like create an earth altar or go down this whole path of like you know devoting all this time to make a lot of people who feel that it's a bit too spiritual or woo woo there's actually like some really simple practical tools in there that you can bring into your everyday life thank you so much for sharing all of this Prue. this is really lovely and i'm also as i said i'm going to link all of your information down below so people who resonate with this or are interested in in this practice um they can just check that out and maybe contact you and um yeah i would be really happy to also learn from you a little bit how to just um start this practice or do it once in a while when you feel like uh, you really need it um as you said kind of just tailoring it to your own life and taking maybe a few elements out of it and um, just seeing where it takes you so thank you so much for your time and um yeah looking forward to creating an altar with you sometime yeah me too thank you so much for having me and yeah i would love to create with you and see what comes up for you and hear your feedback also, I want to acknowledge and honor Indigenous and First Nations peoples as custodians of most of planet Earth's biodiversity and bearers of ancient knowledge. I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging and recognize all Indigenous and First Nations peoples' strength, resilience, and deep connection to nature. Thank you.